0: Hello, welcome to Press Track by Shrek, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Exogenius from Expectation. Uh, recorded autumn 2001 and then uh, the addition of, I think, Vanessa May in December 2001 or Candy Dolpha. One of them came in in December 2001 and added stuff to this track at Paisley Park and it was released on the 1st of January 2003. On the track is Prince, John Blackwell, Rhonda Smith, Candy Dolpha and Vanessa May. The track is 4 Minutes 11 and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins. Hello, Zachary. Hello. Uh, I mean, obviously, as with every track on this album, it's jazz. <laughs> uh, it, depends, <laughs> it depends how engaged you feel with the jazz, but I feel like Prince's Prince's own jazz was mostly uh, wallpaper jazz, right? You know, like uh, washing the dishes jazz. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, walking around the house and not really paying attention jazz. Um, right. Any one of those many genres that, of jazz that this falls into. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's not the same. It's not the same genre as the Madhouse stuff because obviously that had Eric Leeds and that was mostly kind of driven by him. Right. Whereas, um, as we'll discuss when we get into this song, this is definitely prince driving this jazz yeah um you know he is firmly in the driver's seat for the jazz that's going on here um you know he he declared war on you know the word two and then the word four and then you know the 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 personal pronoun had become a little i symbol right and gradually he then decided that he didn't need the letter e at the front of any of these songs it's just efficiency
1: like who needs that you know like just put the x
0: I don't know. I don't know if I've said this to anyone else before, but um, there is a book that was written by uh, Douglas Copeland, um, who is a Canadian. The weird thing is, he's a Canadian artist now, mm-hmm. but he used to be a novelist. Um, but he, mostly now he does like gigantic, um, structures. They're quite interesting. Um, you know, like it's just like big things. Like it's that style of modern art where he just takes things that should be small, like, uh, the plastic soldiers that, you know, appeared in toy story and various other things. And he just has like six foot gigantic plastic soldiers, stuff like that. Um, but when he was a novelist, he obviously he came up with the did the term Generation X. I don't know if he came up with it, but he certainly popularized mm-hmm. it. Um, but there was a, there was a book that he wrote called uh, Microsofts, which came out a few weeks before I think it might even be the week of the launch of Windows ninety five, um, and it kind of hit the zeitgeist because it was about these programmers who worked at Microsoft and who left Microsoft to go and form their own company. Um, and in it, it's done in the style of like, um, you know, like a diary. And the author in there, he has different, he manipulates the text in different ways. Uh, obviously, Douglas Copeland is doing this, not the person that is actually, you know, the character. Um, so he has different, he'll write like a, a passage and then he'll he'll show it with all the vowels removed. Mm. And it'll be the same passage, but with all the vowels removed. Um, or, you know, he'll pretend that his computer is... Um, you know something's wrong with his computer, and he tries to type stuff, and it comes out as gobbledygook. And there is one portion in the book where he he writes a couple of pages, and then he translates it into Prince speak. And so obviously, <laughs> you know, it. Ter- but the thing is, it like there's a point where it almost reaches unreadability because you're like, I can't. With so many things changed, you have to you have to take a lot longer uh-huh. to figure out exactly what is being said. And so even though Prince is dropping the e from all of these these words and just starting them with an x. At a certain point, the amount of changes that Prince made to the language he used ended up turning it so that it's like, it takes you longer to figure out what he's trying to say. So right. I don't think it was ever that efficient. Right. Um, and, you know, those those couple of pages in Microsofts kind of ended up making me feel that way, like, you know, 20-something years ago, where I was like... <laughs> This is not easier to read. This <laughs> is just harder. I have to keep trying to literally translate everything as I'm going along. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that's the feeling of someone who has English as a second language, is you're constantly trying to translate it back into your native language right. so you can understand what's going on. Um, but none of that has a bearing on this particular um, song. Uh, you know, it gives the spotlight to Vanessa May. I, like, out of all the songs on this album, you know, I don't know this is the one that gives her the biggest spotlight, but, you know, the opening has, you know, the keyboard and violin. hmm Um, before the groove kind of gets established before we get the kind of main refrain and the song finishes with like you know 20 something seconds of just the violin kind of um, slowly kind of like dying or something (laughs) like there's this kind of weird little fade out that kind of comes in after the after the kind of the main groove gets cut off the final time and then you just have Vanessa May Um, you know she gets a solo for about 30 seconds in this as well um, after the kind of the main riff has been established um you know i mean candy dolfer also gets a solo and prince also gets a solo but she's the first one to get a solo and she's the first and last instrument that you hear in this track so you know it's interesting that this is the the, the track that is kind of highlighting vanessa may right which i, I don't know like just the fact that vanessa may is on this album is always just a weird thing for me <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's like I, like i don't know like it, it's this weird thing where vanessa may kind of kind of became big for being like this kind of like rock violinist Uh i don't know it's just it's just so kind of it's so kind of weird that prince you know essentially he has two foreigners (laughs) like kind of coming on and and getting solos and stuff on this album and it's just it's such a weird thing like but yeah i mean i don't know how like i mean the thing is as well like um out of all this i mean i'm not going to say out of all because i'm sure some of the other songs have this kind of structure as well but this is kind of one of the more rigidly structured songs, where you have, you know, you have this very brief intro, and then you get, I mean, almost the exact same length. It's about thirty seconds of the main kind of um, the main kind of riff, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and obviously then everyone, then we get two solos, and then we kind of go back to the main riff. Then Prince gets a minute by himself to solo because of course he's Prince, <laughs> and uh, in a song that is four minutes, he gets twenty-five percent of it to himself. Uh, you know that's the deal um and then we kind of get the main riff but it kind of is only halfway through and then it kind of it kind of fades out and then turns into this whole violin thing and then you know that's that's the song done with so the, like it's kind of so very rigid it, it literally is every 30 seconds it's a new thing that comes along and which i'm guessing is probably about i'm going to say it's probably about 24 bars something like that mm-hmm. um but it is like so very like for something that's meant to be jazz and that's meant to be kind of like you know, uh, this is. I mean, this is how a lot of kind of like the early jazz worked, which is you would have the main riff established, and then everybody would just solo off that. Right. And and that's what that feels like here. It feels like Prince is literally just. This feels like like my first jazz song. That's like that's the feeling that. Yeah, I have. he's got like I got a Jazz for Dummies book and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, okay, every like let's let's come up with the groove let's figure out what everyone's playing and you know the saxophones are actually like the main <laughs> instrument that kind of have the melody on that um and then mm-hmm. he's like okay you get a solo then you get a solo you know he's very much like Oprah just giving solos out and then of course yeah <laughs> um, as with with Oprah giving himself the biggest solo you know for a minute before things kind of finish right um but yeah like it's you know it's an it, like it's a catchy you know kind of main groove. Uh, and a, a, mm-hmm. as with pretty much every single track on this album, I think you know John Blackwell is the is the key to this. Don't I don't think this is an album, and I think this is true. I would say of like Rainbow Children as well. I definitely would say this of N E W S as well. <laughs> like these are not albums that Prince <laughs> would have made without the influence of John Blackwell. You know, Michael Bland is probably my favorite. You know, drummer that, that worked with Prince, but he was very much like a rock drummer. You know, he ha- he was very much about right. kind of solid, you know, beats and very much like you know kind of. you know i'm sure he could play jazz but that wasn't his main calling and i think john blackwell is you know really works as such a good like jazz drummer that this album really only works because he is kind of pushing prince a little bit and kind of making him do things slightly different even if in this case we kind of we get stuck with a very basic structure right um but you know i think it works you know i think i think like the drums and saxophone kind of give us like a a very kind of solid foundation and then everyone else's solos you know kind of give them just a little bit of you know a bit of a highlight um i don't think there's anything that special about candy's solo you know it's it's kind of a bit blah Mm. but you know when the main riff is the saxophones like you don't really need your solo to kind of stand out that much you know like i think vanessa may and prince get a bit more kind of time to shine
1: yeah i mean i think um you know like you kind of alluded to this is not uh this is Muzak, (laughs) you know, like, you know, I, I, it's, it's not the most amazing or unique or, uh, groundbreaking jazz ever recorded. Uh, but I think, there's something to be said about just, you know, I, th- I think Prince really just enjoyed just the sound of music and the act of making music. And it was never, he was never really, you know, it seems strange to say this about somebody who was so innovative, but I don't actually think that he... Placed a huge premium on innovation. I think he, I think he plays more of a premium on on the, the just the act of making something, and that's kind of you know this song is enjoyable to listen to if you kind of let go of your of your inner you know uh, like Kenny G hater uh, and you and you just kind of accept that you know these are talented musicians making pleasing sounds together. Uh, then that's kind of um, that, that that's kind of how I was able to to evaluate it and enjoy it um, it's nothing to write home about but um, but yeah it's 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 uh especially with headphones it just sounds good
0: yeah I, I, I think as well like you know obviously this is at the point where Prince is playing to the choir you know like the only people getting this album you know th- this album I, I think even to, as we record has never had a physical right. release Um you know, so I'm, I'm sure that that will come at some point soon because obviously whoever has this back catalogue, they've already placed it on Spotify. You know, it was already on Tidal. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming a physical release is going to follow at some point, um, you know, because that's how you make money out of back catalogues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's kind of unusual that, like, you know, this is <laughs> this is where, like, you have these people paying tons of money <laughs> who I'm guessing are expecting Prince to kind of, you know, crank out a few kind of purple right. reins here and there. and. <laughs> And you end up with, like, a jazz yeah. album. Um, here's,
1: a, here's a couple of hours of smooth jazz I recorded with uh, with Vanessa <laughs> May on, yeah. on violin. Yeah. It is uh, – you had to be kind of, like you, – you had to really be down for whatever um, with Prince at this point because he was going to do what he wanted yeah. to do.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, I think the title itself, um, you know, which uh, – you know, exogenous is, you know, uh, essentially something that has, like, an outside force uh, on something mm-hmm. – um, you know it's used in many different ways, but like you know you know I guess economics and kind of biology are kind of like the two main ways that people would kind of know about it. Um, or I guess I mean I guess in geography, like you know everything like erosion and and uh, you know weathering and you know s- you know sedimentation like those are all things that are applied you know exogeniously so, I guess, like, I don't know, like, I'm kind of tempted because he's got Vanessa May, who, you know, obviously is is British, and Candy Duff, who is Dutch, Mm -hmm. on this track. I don't know if they are meant to be the exegetous force that is being on this track. Like, I don't know if they're meant to be bringing some kind of outside forced to bear on on the music like i don't know if that's what the title is meant to me or if it's just that prince had like a load of words that started with e and he just locked yeah. the E off and just Yeah, start
1: with S. I, I think probably the likeliest answer is that he opened his dictionary to ex and uh, and and that was the track <laughs> listing but but i do think that yeah it, it is kind of like and you know the album oh i mean there's xenophobia and all of these um you know ideas that are kind of about like outside you know x tends to mean like x ex- external
0: outside so um so yeah there might yeah. be something to that yeah i mean I, I think that would certainly tie in with something like you know the exosphere and you know expand mm-hmm. and expedition like all of those feel like you know either stuff is going outside or you know taking stuff outside um you know and uh, you know I, I mean i don't know how it applies to exotica but <laughs> uh, you know um but yeah so like yeah I, I mean the titles of this are obviously you know you can puzzle them out but I, I don't i just don't i don't think there's i don't think there's anything really there to kind of interpret like i think they like you say it's just probably prince opening a dictionary to a page and just making a list of words and then just using them i mean for me i would say three out of five which is probably where i'm going to sit with most <laughs> of these tracks you know i think if it like they're not terrible But at the same time, you know, it doesn't feel like Prince is really bringing anything. I don't think it's as bad as Kenny G because I think, you know, Kenny G kind of, I don't know, he's a very talented saxophonist. This is a weird thing. But I think he crossed over with a thing that made everybody expect him to do that. And he kind of ended up stuck in that rut of just kind of doing, you know, like kind of the most commercial jazz possible um you know t- whereas this doesn't this doesn't feel like prince is trying to be that commercial but at the same time it's because it's coming from prince and you're like well i expected him to be you know cranking out a couple of when does cry and I'm, I'm getting a jazz album so <laughs> it, it ends up feeling unexpected whereas obviously from kenny g it would just feel like well that's what you expect from kenny g is, is smooth right jazz. Um, but yeah so i th- I feel like three out of five i'm not going to say every single track's going to be three out of five on this but You know three out of five kind of feels about what this album is
1: yeah i think that's i i'm the same um i enjoyed it while i was listening to it you know i'm not uh i'm not a hardcore uh smooth jazz fan i'm not really a hardcore smooth jazz hater you know sometimes uh sometimes you just want to hear some smooth saxophone and uh you know you just want something to um makes you feel like you're riding an elevator so um so yeah i um i i enjoyed it it's not uh it's not in my in my top 20 or top 50 Prince songs, but, um, but, uh, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not mad at it either.
0: I mean, the thing is, you know, Candy Dolph, uh, along with Eric Leeds, those were the two people that made me want to play saxophone. Hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, it's nice to have, uh, it's nice to have her kind of working with Prince here. Um, although, you know, I, I like, uh, like I don't I don't think like on this track I don't think aside from like kind of the the main hook I don't think she's really doing anything that it's not like you listen to it and go oh that's definitely Handigolf like it just it kind of feels like it blends in a little bit which is not the same with all the tracks like there are some tracks where you know her playing really stands out but uh, this just isn't mm. one of them. Unsurprisingly, this is the period where Prince wasn't playing anything live. Um, so, you know, he never played anything off this album live, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> so um, aside from I think he did that one track that was going to be on this album, then once he did it live, he didn't put it on the album. <laughs> so Which is kind of just a weird thing. But yeah, the, you know, this is mostly the time where Prince, he, he was touring, but he just, wasn't, he just wasn't kind of promoting his most recent stuff. Um, you know, and obviously we're, we're kind of, we're very close to, you know, his resurgence with musicology um you know which obviously takes things in a completely different direction right one that basically led him back to the charts but yeah i feel like we said about as much as we can about Exogenius. so uh let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug sure down? so
1: i have a uh, blog where i am also going through the recorded work of prince you can find that at uh prince songs.org it's called dance music sex romance and uh i can't even say recently anymore, but but I put out a magazine uh, called Dystopian Dance Party. It's something that me and my sister do. Um, Not really, uh, a lot of it isn't Prince related, but the first issue is it's all about Prince. It's got uh, art and writing from around the Prince community that is uh i think that i'm proud of and that uh you should check out so you can find that by searching dystopian dance party at blurb.com or by
0: going to dystopiandanceparty.com. and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on Twitch for prince podcast or you can email us not sure where you would unless of course you are candied off for them by all means do email <laughs> at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks so for me my guest here zachary oh thank you for having me and otherwise <laughs> bye.